I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies. And we'll have some fun along the way. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I'm Julie Potowitz, CEO and founder. And today, I welcome Lauren Foley to the show. Lauren Foley is an experienced enterprise sales leader specializing in healthcare technology and engagement solutions. She's passionate about leveraging technology to connect with individuals in order to improve the mental and physical well-being of people of all ages. Over the past 12 years, Lauren has had the privilege of working with many of the top enterprise health systems, providing communications and engagement IT solutions, and ultimately improving resident outcomes. She's currently the Director of Enterprise Sales for IN2L. And most recently, Lauren has walked the journey of adult daughter for her mother, Karen, who recently moved into a memory care neighborhood. So welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. So Lauren, I, you know, you and I had an opportunity to connect earlier this year at a conference and we got to get, you know, got to know each other a bit. And you mentioned the journey that you took with your mom, Karen. And I thought, oh, I've got to have you on the podcast. I'd love to hear from your perspective of an adult daughter, a little bit about your journey. So kind of tell us from your perspective, uh, the the good, the not so good, what worked, what didn't work. We want to pick your brain so we can improve customer experience and ultimately the sales and decision-making process. Sure, I'm happy to share. So um, my mom was diagnosed officially um, in early 2020, um, but she was really hesitant to move. And we really wanted to keep her at home because she wanted to be at home. Um, and then they all, we had to take her driver's license away, which really caused a lot of angst with her. That was probably the hardest step, honestly, in the whole process. Um, she was very independent. She had two homes, mm -hmm. one on the coast and one in the city in Oregon. And so once that was taken away, she was very distraught. And so we were dealing with that piece as well as watching her decline fairly rapidly um, likely due to COVID um, and the isolation. And, you know, we were hesitant to be around her too much at that time, everyone was isolating. Um, so once we got the diagnosis through the neurologist and everything, um, I started getting those phone calls. I travel a lot for work where she couldn't remember to, how to turn off her stove or she couldn't remember how to do certain things or would be distraught in the middle of the night. And so I knew the best place for her being in the industry would be to move it to move her into a community where she would be safe. Um, she's still very much in denial of, of having Alzheimer's and vascular dementia. Um, so that was very challenging. So it was really trying to figure out the best place for her um, that she would agree to in a way that wasn't so disruptive. Because at the end of the day, you can't force someone to go somewhere, right? And so um, I started looking and the, my main factors were 
geographical where she was living was uh, really bad during traffic time. So it would be 45 minutes plus of, of, of in traffic. So ha having that be somewhere close ish to myself and her sister, um, and as well as um, somewhere I wanted somewhere where she was AL initially and is actually about to move into memory care. So she just has an advanced level of care right now in assisted living. And, but it's, we're getting towards the time uh, to move to memory care. I didn't wanna have to move buildings. Um, and then she had a dog, <laughs> which was also challenging, which a lot of people don't take dogs in assisted living. And so it really did start to narrow my search quite a bit. But once I got to that point, um, and I've, I'm, I'm in sales, so I'm passionate about sales and how people present. And what I feel like I got more than anything was a building tour. And, you know, my mom was such a, she loved to travel and garden and had all these hobbies that she still was super connected with. And that just was not the questions I was getting. I'm, you know, my mom loves to go for walks, but she's not going to ride that Peloton. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a really neat workout room, but she's probably never going to go in there. And it's impressive to me. Um, so I felt like I wasn't, my questions weren't getting answered. And um, I actually listened to you speak, Julie, once on follow-up. I felt like people were just following up. They weren't actually asking me anything or presenting something that is compelling um, something like, I know your mom really likes this, and I just met someone that's from there too, or that loves to garden or whatever that might be. So that was kind right. of things that I saw that were that were really challenging for me. How did you begin your search? Meaning in, in what way did you research options? Yeah, I really went off of geography because I wanted to be accessible to her. So I literally, you know, got on the internet okay. and started Googling, okay. you know, maps, you know, different places and then researching okay. one by one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you started on Google and mm -hmm. you were, you know, the geography was really important to you. And then how did you initially reach out? So, um, I always just prefer to call cause I'm so busy that if I give them the option to call me back, that usually they don't catch yeah. me. So I just started okay. calling and some of the tours were really limited at that time, which was difficult. Um, mm. I would I would get called back most of the time that I that I called or or someone was there to receive the call. So you made the initial call. Sometimes mm. someone was there to receive your call. Sometimes someone wasn't. If they weren't, you left a voicemail and someone called you back. Yeah. Yes. They would. Okay. Call so back. did a hundred? I'm sorry. Did a hundred percent of the people mm. you reached out to? connect with you eventually? I think there was one that I had to reach back out to um, that they didn't okay. respond to my message. Yeah, which was surprising. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you had conversations and you really, I mean, you were wanting to tour, right? You're very engaged, you, you recognize the challenges. Of course, you're, you worked in the business, right? So there's, there's an advantage mm -hmm. there or conversely, mm -hmm. you know, maybe some, some disadvantages, but you are wanting to tour. Uh, talk to me about the, the quality of discovery. I mean, you mentioned not so much, but kind of what, what kind of questions or what was that whole discovery experience like either on the phone or when you got to the community? 
Yeah, I felt like um, there were some questions more about her level of care, but not as much about her and who she is and mm-hmm. how she was going to be happy there, which was really my main concern. Um, I mean, right. my, besides Alzheimer's, my mom doesn't have a lot of comorbidities. She has high blood pressure. So physically, she's you know fine for the most part, and she's only 76. So how are we going to okay. keep her cognitively engaged and how is she going to meet friends? She's super social. And those were the things I was concerned about. And I really felt like I got concerned about level of care, which is fine. I mean, that's definitely one piece of it. And then I felt like I got a building tour of like, isn't this neat? But why is it neat? Is that, you know, what's important about why did you build that room like that? Or why is that important? And why should I care about that? Um, Another piece was um, I didn't get a lot of good feedback on how I was going to stay connected with my mom. Um, And she's to the point now that I, you know, she can't dial her phone anymore. So I ended up getting her a phone with like big buttons with people's names on them that you just pushed because they didn't really have a solution for that. Just keeping me connected with her is, is, and right now is still a little bit difficult, but that was a question I asked that no one really had a good solution for. How much discovery was done on the phone prior to you actually going to a community and touring? Well, initially I did them by myself to kind of vet them out. And then I took my mom to a couple different places. I, I, I do think levels of care were people were asking me about levels of care and a little bit about my mom. I mean, but I didn't feel like it was enough. I feel like there are ways when someone walks in that they could know her already, right? Have things that they knew to make it more compelling because at that point, and I'd made this very clear that she was extremely resistant to moving, but yet that's really what needed to happen. Uh, but again, if, if, and I am very close to her, she is my best friend, was my best friend more when she was more cognitively here. My, I have three daughters, she's super close with them, but I, I couldn't physically make her move. So I was going to have to somehow start caring for her within her home when I don't live close to her, you know. Um, without going through legal proceedings to take over her guardianship. And so it was really important that those tours went really, really well. You know, I was on pins and needles when I took her in there the first time because I I wanted her to like it so badly. And I just wish there would have been a little more connection to the things that she loves because she doesn't care about her level of care because she doesn't think she's sick. (laughs) So... Well, of course, of course. You know, asking about level of care, you know, during discovery is is uh, asking really challenging question. I, I don't even know what that means, right? So you know, I'm stressed out. My mom's got challenges. You seem decline, and, and you're familiar with the business, and I'm sure it's even overwhelming for you. You're looking for somebody to really connect with your mom. You know, Karen, a 76 year old vibrant woman uh-huh. who's in denial, right? Uh-huh. And you're being asked levels of care. To me, that's yeah. a major disconnect. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I mean, also that just, like I mentioned, it wasn't one of my big concerns. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, how are you going right. to care for specific things? And so right. I was like, to love it here. I don't want, you know, and we've got, we went through challenges when she moved in, which I, I know everybody does where she didn't want to be there anymore. Um, but I, I do wish on the front end, there would have been more discovery about who she is, what she likes to do, make sure that's trickled down to the staff when you move in um, and those types of things. I mean, it's a beautiful, wonderful community and I love the staff. I just think there's just, 
And being right. in sales, it's a little hard for me because I might be more critical of that. Um, <laughs> you know, not getting a good impression by just someone standing there waiting to hear what I think of the, you know, demo kitchen or whatever they're showing me, which again, like they, they're beautiful features that I would appreciate, but I'm not the one living there. Yeah, no, you know, I don't think it's your, it's your profession. You're a daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Whose best friend is going through major life change, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, you, you know, they, what you're looking for is an emotional connection. Someone to just sit down, get to know her and get to know you, of course, and then tailor mm -hmm. the experience, meet mm -hmm. her where she is, meet mm -hmm. you where you are. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting to me, Lauren, because in 99%, I would say everybody, they try not to do, you know, hyperbole too much, but people that join, you know, come to this business, love helping older adults and their families. They're drawn mm -hmm. to the business. Mm -hmm. It's a challenging business to work in. Sales and senior living is not for the faint of heart. I've heard more times than not, I'm not a salesperson. I don't like to be sales. I don't even yeah. want to call the salesperson and all of those things. And this is the most fun part, right, of the, of the job, getting to know somebody, really mm -hmm. learning about Karen. What does she like to do? You know, what, how does right. she like to spend her day? How does she feel about things? Yet we skip it and we go to levels of care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Probably. I, I, it, and I had good experiences, too. I don't want to just say, I mean, there were nice things and, and good outreach. Um, you know, I, I run a team of salespeople. And so I have a thing with follow up, like, send me something interesting, you know, send me a picture of someone doing something that she would like to do or a group of people within the community. Right. Um, but I think the most important thing that someone said to me, one of the salespeople said to me was, we want you to be able to be the daughter again. And I, that's uh, totally resonated with me because I've, you know, I'd been doing her finances and every single thing about taking care of her, every doctor's appointment, having three kids and traveling and all of that. And that really resonated with me that I knew other people will be taking care of her when I couldn't and keeping her safe. And so that statement right there was like, that pulled at the heartstrings for sure. So that resonated with you. What yes. other things resonated with you as the adult daughter? What did we do well? Yeah, I think um, showing, I mean, there were things within the building showing her things that she cared about. I, when we, I loved it when we would see other residents in the hallway and actually stop and, and talk to them or even other employees. Like, cause sometimes, you know, you're walking by and there's not a lot of people in them cause it was, you know, COVID time. And you kind of say, hi, like, I loved it when we stopped and they would introduce us to whoever it might be. It might be someone, you know, in maintenance, it might be someone in from the kitchen and introducing her and there, where she is is so great. Everywhere we go, everyone knows who she is. Everyone says hello to her, no matter who they are. Um, but during, during tours, sometimes you kind of felt like you were invading someone else's space, you know, versus like being a guest. And I wanted to feel like everyone in there would have wanted to stop and say hello. And that's, I was, cause that feels more like where you want to live, right? If you see someone new and you have a guest in your home, you're like, oh my goodness, who are these people, you know? So when that happened, I really liked it. And my mom does too. My mom, my mom has always done that. She'll stop and talk to people in restaurants she doesn't know. And, you know, she likes to stop and talk to everybody. So I wanted that feeling. Like I wanted it to feel like a home that she's going to be welcomed into. 
Sure, that makes sense. You know, I'm thinking she's probably one of the residents that they're eager for new prospective residents to meet. So she's so friendly and wants to engage and wants to talk. And um, how, what about the uh, selection process? What were some of your deciding factors as you went through this journey? Um, I do think, you know, it really narrowed down to what it felt like. Um, luckily, you know, she has resources, which I know is, I'm really fortunate for that. Um, for now at least. And, but it was really about, it was about location, just the feel of the community and the people inside and the ability to continue care. I didn't want her to have to move to another building when she was ready for memory care, which is in, in, inevitable. And we're kind of in the process of discussing that now. Um, but that, that was a big, that was a big piece, but it was really the feeling that I got from the people, you know, I mean, the building happens to be a beautiful building, but I, it, you know, it's, you know, there's people that say it's the care, not the chair and things like that, which I do agree with. I mean, if the people are amazing, it makes right. all the difference in the world, because if it's a beautiful environment, sure. people aren't into it, then it's just, I would have turned around and walked out. So it sounds to me like you're it's really the, where, where you felt she and she, of course, feel, would feel at home. So there's mm -hmm. a, a huge emotional component logistically you wanted there, there was a geographic component but uh -huh. the main decision factor like emotion drove that it sounds like uh -huh. yeah okay Absolutely. yeah I mean, it had to feel well also you're just as when you're making this decision you're just trying to eliminate any challenge right so you're trying mm -hmm. to get rid of anything that's going to be a challenge in the future. Like, will I have to move her? Am I going to have it? Am I going to like the people that are caring for her? Is she going to like the people that are caring for her? And I do love the decision right. that I made. There's some things about it that I would, you know, like to su suggest and change, like I just from being in the industry, but she has never said that she, she has said she doesn't want to be there. She has said all those things, but she has never said she doesn't like the staff. She always says, they're so nice. They're so nice. And like, that's what I wanted. You know, when you're, it's, been, it's like when you have a, a, you know, a child and you're picking out a caregiver, which I did many times, you want to know when you're not sure. there, you're getting the best person to be with them um, that you trust. Sure. And that's like, so especially now that my mom can't really tell me everything that happens during her day. So. That'd be a huge level of trust. Huge yes. level of trust. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how about the move in process and, and that, that, that initial couple of weeks, what, what would you, what advice would you give based on your experience? Yeah. I to improve that in any way. Yeah. So what I liked about it was everyone, you know, they had, they already had her name on the door, which I thought was great. Oh, good. Yeah. And they, you know, it was all clean and ready to move in. And we understood where we were supposed to go and what we we're supposed to do to move all of her, her furniture in and all of that. Um, and I loved that the executive director came and welcomed us. And then, you know, different folks introducing themselves, making sure I understood how I, uh, who I connect with on what, because, you know, we're transferring her medications and all of those things. Um, she wasn't able to do any of that when, when we finally moved in. So I love that. We did have an onboarding call too, where they did collect some information about her and what she liked and what, you know, and then what she needed help with, if it was nail care or whatever that might be. Um, and, and that, that stuff's 
kind of stuck. Um, and, you know, I've done some talks on social isolation and loneliness. And when my mom was home, her biggest complaint was, I'm lonely and I don't have any friends because she couldn't drive anymore. But then when she got into the community, it was, I'm lonely and don't, I don't have any friends. So I talked to her care, the care, caregiver who was wonderful, who was my contact. It was like, can we connect her with someone that has similar interests, right? And so if, I don't know where that information went from all of that. She's like, well, I think I know someone that likes the beach too. And so she was doing her best, but like some of that gets lost. And that's the part that really, for me, was the most important part was for her to feel at home, have friends and do all of that and not be alone and lonely because being around people doesn't mean you're not lonely. It just means you're, you're not isolated, right? And so that's been, that yeah, was the challenge. The point. I kind of had to speak yeah. up and they, um, they were able to find a few, a few people. And it's hard too, because of different levels of cognitive decline can limit mm -hmm. with certain people. And she also doesn't necessarily understand why that mm -hmm. doesn't want to be friends with her. So I do think that's a really important piece that somehow needs to be done in the community at the very beginning. It's finding those like-minded people in all realms. Great advice, great advice. It sounds to me like there were efforts made and it was, it was just maybe connecting some of the dots. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Exactly. And, and that you're right. I mean, what's more lonely than being in a group or maybe even you know walking down a real busy street in the city or walking into a party or a gathering or a conference? You don't know uh -huh. anybody. And right. you're kind of looking around and of course with networking, you know, you got to introduce yourself, but it still feels a little, you know, really lonely, especially, yeah. uh, it, I mean, magnify that by, you know, you don't, maybe it's just, you don't feel well or you have some cognitive uh -huh. challenges and there's loss and you're stressed. And this is a permanent, when we go to a conference, uh -huh. we're not moving into the conference, right? right? Or you go to a party, you can leave, but so yeah, it's, exactly. um, yeah. Yeah, death, divorce, relocation, the most mm -hmm. stressful events in one's life. So um, so it sounds to me like the, Lauren, really the, the, you know, going back to those fundamentals, really personalizing, get to know mm -hmm. Aaron, right? And Lauren and, 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 your, and your siblings and what's important and then uh, learn about it, which they seem like they did for the move-in process, but just connect some of those dots. And it can be the most, the, the simplest thing it's not always easy because there are so many, there's so many moving pieces. We know mm -hmm. that, but just that connect, that connection is so powerful. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. Yeah. It really is the people. Um, and how are, yeah. And kind of getting back to, yeah. you know, like the, cause I was waiting for the right moment with my mom. It was like, you know, we were kind of waiting for that tipping point, but then you kind of also bearing the guilt that you're kind of waiting for something bad to happen. So you can push you over to the edge into that forced decision because she didn't want to go. And, and going back to some of the stuff you were saying about, you know, people following up, it would have been great to hear, you know, Hey, Lauren, I was just thinking about you because we're doing, you know, the residents are doing this right now. They're, we have a jazz person in, and I know your mom likes jazz. And so I just thought of you. So maybe, you know, maybe next time you could bring her in during that time or something like that. Like that would have been, and that's just, that's a sales process thing too. Um, not just, Hey, have you made a decision yet? You know, and I'm like, sure. Yeah. No, that's a great example. And how easy is that then? Mm -hmm. You know, your mom likes jazz. You're having jazz thought of was thinking of you mm -hmm. gives purposeful follow-up reasons to continue the conversation. 
Right, exactly. And then, yeah, which resonates with you that, oh, wow, you remembered my mom like, yeah, yeah. even if you couldn't bring her in, it's that idea of I'm thinking of Mm -hmm. you. Uh I'm getting to know your mom. I know who your mom is, not what her levels of care are. Exactly. And why she would fit in in that environment and why she would like it, Mm -hmm. you know, stimulated and mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you know, anyone working in senior living, it's a whirlwind. It's a whirlwind Mm -hmm. every day. So, you know, we know that nothing is perfect and, you know, we're not perfect. uh, And and there's, you know, pieces that that go missing sometimes, but really just get to know your residents, Mm -hmm. take time, stop selling, Mm -hmm. you know, initially connect, connect, connect. Mm-hmm. And because those decisions are based on emotion, as long as the logistical things make sense, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think people that sell in, in like doing what I, the people that were, you know, showing us around and, and showing us the community, mm-hmm. that's a really difficult job because I mean, w- there's usually some urgency and sadness and all these things that it's sure. selling like something that's all happy, right? But it can be. Sure. That's, you know, we have to talk up the hat, but so I don't diminish mm-hmm. how difficult that job is to ride that balance of exa- knowing exactly mm-hmm. what to say and when, because I mean, it, for me, it was very difficult. It was difficult for everyone. And, and then everyone has their opinion of where she should go and you're trying to make decisions and sure. Yeah, it was really, oh, it's, a, it's an incredibly emotional time. And there are, it takes a very high level skill mm-hmm. to help you know a family through one person two three four the more you know the, the greater the number of people uh the, the the more difficult the logistics a but b the emotional complexity and so mm-hmm. staying strong as the advisor right empathizing mm-hmm. connecting but maintaining that objectivity to be able to look on the situation because you are all in the situation right Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why it's, it's a privilege to do it. It's not for the faint of heart. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot on and manage and understand Mm -hmm. and to reach out to not, I mean, it's probably really needs to be customized probably by family or adult child or resident potential resident, because Mm -hmm. there's just no good. I mean, not one person, one person might want to get a call every day and be fine with it. And other people are on edge probably yeah. get not so nice responses sometimes if there's doing follow-up. Sure. <laughs> so. sure. Well, it's, yeah, it's about personalizing the, the journey because mm-hmm. your journey is different than my journey. And speaking of, I know we just have a couple minutes left. Um, how are you doing now that your mom is, has moved into assisted living and, and maybe making a transition to memory care? How are you the adult daughter now? Um, I know she's getting really really great care. And so I I'm comfortable with that. Um, if I'm a little worried when she's not going to be able to talk on the phone anymore, how I'm going to stay connected mm. with, her, because I do have three kids and I do travel for work. Um, I think that I need to work that out with the, uh, with the, with the community sooner rather than later. Um, but I just know that she's safe every day and I know she's in a great place with people that care for her. And I also understand being in the industry, the staffing struggles. So if tiny things get missed, you know, I'm, I'm very sympathetic to that. Um, but it, it was such a relief just to know that I was getting caught, you know, that I left the oven on, or I don't remember this. And I was just 
you know, I, I felt like I was sitting there, like I said, waiting for something bad to happen. So I could justify this move. And I'm so glad I didn't wait for that. And that, that's another thing that one of the, the women that took, you know, that I talked to at the community, she said, don't wait because then you're not evaluate. You know, she's like, but it's hard to say that without sounding salesy, right? Like, don't wait, move in today, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, but having examples of that and stories, like I, I loved when I met with someone who had a story, not didn't have to be a story like my story, but just either a story yeah. of another resident or their own personal story with, with that, that they can share about someone that was having difficulty or, you know, I mean, if the community came to me and said, hey, would you want to talk to someone who's thinking about moving their mom or dad in, I would say yes, you know, so maybe connecting me with someone that had been on that. I mean, um, my mom, you know, my mom's pretty young. I don't have even any friends that have parents in senior living mm -hmm. yet. So I felt like I was on it. That's usually what we go to, right? Just who you talk to your buddies and, sure. and um, I hadn't been through this process since my grandmother when I was pretty young. And so I didn't know anything about the process or I didn't have anyone to turn to. So offering something like that, um, I think would be really helpful. Lauren, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, you, you have more peace of mind and knowing that your mom is um, you know, being very well loved and cared for and, and you're very, a very caring daughter and you're staying connected and communicating, which is so critically important. And you gave us some great advice too, because we all love what we do and we are not perfect, but we're always striving to improve uh, the journey, you know, right from, from initial contact all the way through, you know, our resident's life. So I really appreciate yeah. you coming on. Yeah. Well, thank you for everything you do. I know that's not an easy job and it's definitely a purpose-driven position. So thank you. Thanks, Lauren. Have a great day. You too. Take care.